you know, if I could give any advice to anybody out there, it would be make sure you check in with your local shops and guides. You know, if you can book a trip and it's down the road, if you can make sure you buy some stuff online, it's letting these folks know that that you are thinking about them. You know, that's a big deal, too. That was Matt Smythe providing a great tip to think about this week. COVID-19 and fly fishing today on the Wet Fly Swing Fly Fishing Show. Welcome to the Wet Fly Swing Fly Fishing Show, where you discover tips, tricks, and tools from the leading names in fly fishing today. We'll help you on your fly fishing journey with classic stories covering steelhead fishing, fly tying, and much more. Hey, how's it going, everyone? Thanks for stopping by the Fly Fishing Show today. Have you ever thought about starting a new podcast? I've got one of the biggest internet markers on the new podcast this week at OutdoorsOnline.co. That's Outdoors with an S. It'd be amazing if you could click over and subscribe on Apple Podcasts to show your support for the show today. Matt Smythe, who runs the communications arm for AFTA, is on to share some tips on dealing with COVID-19 if you have a fly fishing business. A quick word from our sponsor, GotFishing.com is your trusted source of information with access to the world's best fishing trips. You'll never pay a dime extra for the trip you book, and in many cases, less than advertised. Find out where GotFishing can take you by heading over to GotFishing.com today. That's G-O-T-Fishing.com, or reach them by phone at 208-630-3373. GotFishing.com, the easiest place to start your next fishing adventure. Let's hear from Matt Smythe from AFTA.org. How's it going, Matt? Not too bad. Good morning. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for thanks for coming on here. We're we're still hanging in there. I'm not sure. This will probably air in a couple months. Um, and so hopefully we'll be pulling out of this uh, COVID thing. But I wanted to dig into some of that, you know, COVID, how, how we might help some of those fly fishing companies and, you know, people out there. But um, before we jump into that, can you just talk about how you first got into fly fishing and then how you brought it into AFTA? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I live in I live in upstate New York, and uh, I grew up more on the conventional side uh, as far as fishing is concerned and hunting and stuff like that. Uh, so a lot of time spent out outdoors. Um, after I got done with the service and I went uh, went back to college, I wound up going to grad school at George Mason University in Fairfax, Virginia. Mm-hmm. And I took an L.L. Bean Outdoor Discovery School. I went to an outdoor discovery school for fly fishing. And um, actually, uh, Tom Sadler was one of my – he was the one who taught my dad and I how to cast a fly rod. Oh, Him wow. And Jeff Kelby. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a bit of a small world because when I – the position for uh, communications director opened up at AFTA – I had seen it and I've been, I've been a freelance writer for, uh, since 2011 freelance advertising, marketing, what have you. Mm -hmm. And so when I saw this position come up, I immediately, I got in touch with Tom who was on the board at the time. And, and he told me definitely throw my hat in the ring. So, Hmm. um, so yeah, there's, it's these, uh, these small, small world, you know, tight community moments that, uh, that's cool. that's what fly fishing seems to be about, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And yeah. And Tom Sadler, I had him on, I'll put a link in the show notes to that. And we talked a little bit about AFTA more, um, 
he described IFTD and, and we'll yep. dig in. The interesting thing is I think since that show, I've probably said IFTD so many times people might be getting tired because it was a great, you know, it was back in, uh, you know, in Colorado this year. And yeah, it was yep. a really good show. I think you guys did a good job putting that no, on. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a team effort for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So what is the, so a, a communications director, can you describe maybe a little bit about what you do? Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm essentially, I'm at the helm of all member communications. Um, so anytime that we've got, there's, there's news, uh, that we have, whether it's, it's PR about, um, efforts that we've got on Capitol Hill, mm. uh, fighting for, you know, uh, for, policy and what have you, whether it's conservation or, um, tax and trade, different things like that. Right. Uh, we keep, keep our members informed on that. We try to, uh, highlight as many members as, as we can member businesses, uh, guides, retailers, um, manufacturers, different things, uh, you know, folks that are doing, that are doing, uh, great things for the industry and then likewise for, you know, for conservation as well, for the, our resources. Um, it, a, a lot of it is just, it's keeping our membership apprised of, you know, what's going on mm -hmm. and how they can get involved. Um, and the work that we're doing, the value that we're trying to add, um, that we are adding to, um, to keep their livelihoods, you know, going strong yeah. and, grow the sport so exactly and and especially times now with this this covid thing going on i mean this is a uh, you know nobody's ever seen this before and it's affecting businesses big time we're, we're hoping we're going to bounce back out of it but um you know maybe you could talk about that what what, what is AFTA doing or, or what's your plans to help some of those fly fishing companies uh get through this thing sure we i think our biggest thing right now the the tough part is is that Everybody is, um, all, all of our, all of our members are, you know, it's, it's small businesses, right? Like 90% are, are small businesses, whether it's the retailers, you know, the main street mom and pop shops or individual guides, um, even manufacturers, you know, we've got a lot of, of manufacturers that are considered small business, um, yeah. small to medium size. And, um, everybody is, we're all, we're all working to get a piece of that, you know, that stimulus pie, oh, right? right? Trying to get a hold of something that is going to, that will help bridge, um, bridge the gap between now and when hopefully things start to ease up and people are able to get, get back outside and, and start to, to get back to a little bit of normalcy. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's trying to keep our members, you know, up to date and apprised of the things that are going on. We, we don't necessarily have, um, like direct solutions, but what we, what we're trying to do is to point people in the yeah. right direction for resources as much as possible. Um, number one, number two, we're trying to be as strong an advocate on the Hill and in, you know, each of the state houses as possible for our businesses We're you know, we, we reached out at the very beginning before, uh, well, it was just before the first stimulus, mm -hmm. uh, came out. And, you know, we had asked for some very specific things to help our industry. And th there was there was three things in particular and and all of them wound up being being heard and included, which, hmm. for, you know, for us, it's like that that's that for us is a huge, 
is a huge win. And that's a huge uh, part of our value for our membership is that we do have the voice of the industry um, where it is being heard, you know, and, and folks realize the value um, that, that our industry brings to the economy. I mean, the fly fishing industry contributes uh, just over a billion to the economy, billion dollars to the economy. So it's not, you know, it's, it's nothing to sneeze at by any means. Um, but we're also, we're reaching out, you know, to governors, um, trying to turn to get our small businesses to be considered, um, essential businesses, or at least allow them to, you know, like fly shops to do curbside pickup or different things along that line. Um, we're trying to offer some advice and a little bit of guidance on how to, uh, for instance, how guides can safely start returning to taking people out on trips. Um, you know, the things to consider when it comes to social distancing and minimizing the risk, um, of, you know, potentially passing on the virus, just trying to give some very frank advice to folks. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you just said a, a huge thing there, right? The guides. I mean, talk about uh, a challenge. You know, it's one thing if you're, a, you know, doing online stuff, but you're, you know, we've got guides. They're taking people out. you got fly shops. Uh, and I know people right now are starting. I mean, there's some states that are starting to bring it back in and some that aren't. I mean, some I think fishing still is closed. But um, so so what would you tell somebody who's a guide right now? I mean, do, do they just listen to their governor, their state legislators? Where, where do they go? The, the, the biggest thing, uh, as far as advice that we're giving now or that we're asking, um, we're, we're trying to impart with guides is, is to, de- to definitely make sure you're staying, uh, in line with the guidelines that your state has outlined. Right. I mean, if it's, if we're, st- if they're allowing people to start to get back to work, but they say, you've got to, you've got to adhere to the social distancing guidelines, make sure you're very aware of what that is. And and I mean, you got to think about a lot of things that, I mean, that even the states aren't necessarily like privy to, or that they aren't, maybe, maybe they don't spell out, but I mean, with guides, you've got, I mean, first and foremost, if you're in a drift boat, there's most definitely not six feet between you no. and, you know, and your client, um, even if it's just somebody on the bow. Um, but you know, and then again, you've got like, okay, do you have to ride separately, should ride separately to the boat launch, um, right. the food aspect and who's, you know, handling food or whether or not there's food on there. Um, the idea of wearing masks. Cause I mean, what, whether it's, the, whether it's the guide or the, the client, whoever's upwind is still, you know, you're upwind and the yeah. other guy's Man. downwind. Um, so there, I mean, there's just a lot of considerations. How does your boat get, you know, when you shuttle it, how do you make sure that, you know, your, your truck when it's shuttled is clean and you're not right. you know, in that uh, way. So yeah, there's just, there's so many considerations. And we got to, we got um, a number of guides together to talk about this. Um, and a lot of it, this is, I don't know if you've seen uh, Kirk Dieter's latest piece about, um, he just put out an angling trade. Oh, no. uh, it's so that, that's sort of his, his article uh-huh. is a result of, it was, um, he, uh, Kyle Schaefer, who's a guide yep. up in Maine and yeah. So Kyle, Lucas Bissett, 
uh, who's an after board member, uh, Hogan Brown, who's an after board member, who's out in um, California, um, Ben Bulis, mm-hmm. myself. We, you know, we had a, we, and then we also had a um, uh, another gentleman uh, who guides up in Maine. Um, but we 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 all talked about this, and then Kirk got in touch with um, a gentleman that he knows from the CDC. I think he's retired CDC, but he is on the front lines of of this from a yeah. medical standpoint, but he's also a fly fisherman. Okay. So he, um, he was able to give some very, very practical and, and scientifically based sort of think about this before you go whole hog, you know, consider yeah. all of these aspects and it's stuff that we don't, you know, we yeah. sort of take for granted. Um, that's crazy. So, that's crazy. Yeah. Are you, so you, you mentioned Capitol Hill and all that stuff. Are you taking trips to, to DC, is that something you, you're you're doing pretty on a regular basis? Uh, ben uh, Ben Bulis, our uh, the after president, uh, him more so than me. He yeah. is um, he's absolutely, and even now he you know I mean with travel restricted, um, it's it's more phone calls and different things like that, um, and because there's really not not many people around on the hill right now, um, no but. Right. Um, but yeah, Ben spends a lot of time in, uh, in meetings and, uh, attending different briefings and things like that. He's there firsthand and he's, I'm, I'm, I'm not necessarily amazed, but I've got, I've, I just have so much respect for the constant vigilance that Ben has, um, and just how respected he is and how that like, how much he has the ear of folks, uh, on the Hill. Um, he's, he's very smart and he knows, you know, he knows the way to go about making sure that we maintain a seat at the table as opposed to being the one who hollers the loudest. We're the one who is in on more of the conversations and the decision-making as opposed to just, you know, hollering for things to change. So, so the AFTA, you know, you, you have the board members, you have everything going on. I mean, it seems like that AFTA is a a pretty important part of uh, the fly fishing industry. You know, what would you tell somebody who isn't uh, a part of AFTA, doesn't pay dues and, and talk about, you know, wh- why they might want to join? I mean, obviously it sounds pretty straightforward. Maybe the question would be why, why aren't, why isn't everybody part of AFTA? Right. And I'm, I'm also the, uh, the head of member relations. So that that's a very good question that I would ask is why aren't you? Yeah. Um, but I, so th- there's the benefits that we are able to offer. Probably the, the most significant is our um, discount liability insurance. Uh, so guides, uh, retailers, outfitters, lodges, even some small uh, manufacturers, we have liability insurance that is, um, it's some of the most, it's, it's the cheapest mm-hmm. on the market. Hmm. And so that's a huge deal for our guides who, you know, our dues are only $35 a year. And for $35, you get, you know, you can, you qualify for this, this liability insurance. So that's a, that's a big benefit. And likewise, you know, fly shops will use it in small manufacturers as well. But, um, so that's, that's a big one. Uh, obviously IFTD yeah. and to help folks 
you know, with the business of doing business, whether it's the the idea of preseason orders and or getting people together for networking, you know, firsthand contact with folks that you may not normally get a chance to talk to throughout the year. Um, you know, when shops are able to talk to the owners of a lot of these manufacturers um, and not to take anything away from reps, but work being able to contact manufacturers directly and have those conversations, it's important to connect, you know, and uh, likewise for all those reps to, to be able to see more people all in one place. Um, yeah. Plus all the new products and we've got educational opportunities uh, for everything from, uh, you know, how to be able to run your your business more efficiently, groom leadership, uh, how to um, to set up your your show floor, how to you know do that kind of stuff better, conservation, how to get more involved in in conservation. Um, I'll even open to buy on and and figuring out your your how to carry your fly selection, manage your fly selection. I mean, there, there's a lot of different things that we cover there. Um, so yeah. those are kind of the most, that's, I suppose, cool. most obvious, but then again, it's the fact that we are, we are on the Hill as much as we are trying to affect pol- positive change and to, um, make sure that policy is moved in the right direction for our industry. What is one example of, well, first, maybe you could take us to the Hill, somebody who's never been to, to that area, you know, could you, could you walk us like, what, what's that like? Is it, is it different than any other city or place? It, I've always, I mean, I went to grad school in Fairfax and I lived inside the Beltway. So I was, oh, right. I was close to, um, to DC and spent a fair amount of time, you know, just going to whether it was going to dinner going to museums or you know different things like that but dc is a it's a really it is a it's a busy city but it's busy it's busy in a different way than like new york or la or boston it's busy like it's a bunch of just very strong-willed very purpose-driven people it's like everybody has they they know exactly where they're going like everybody is just agenda they all they've all got an agenda yeah so dc is is it's very cool from that standpoint with the you know with the um the capital and what have you i've the first time that i went was a couple years ago uh this month as a matter of fact and we did a hill walk and we had meetings with a number of different um congressional offices and I didn't realize just how accessible um, our elected officials are Hmm. um, or their chiefs of staff um, or other staffers. We, you know, as long as you follow the protocol, you know, you set up meetings ahead of time and you take care of the, you know, there's a few hurdles that you, that you have to clear, but then you're able to walk into, you know, any of the buildings you go, you're able to go right to the office, you check in. Um, and then you, you're able to have meetings. You have your, um, everything that you want to talk about. You've got outlined and a short leave behind, and then you're able to actually talk about everything live with them. Um, and they're most in, in, in like 90% of the cases, the folks are very, you know, they're very receptive. Um, 
and it's a it's an impressive place. It's it's most definitely a bit a bit intimidating, but it's it's also it's a very um, I don't know it's very accessible, and I think you know they you're able to kind of settle in and and feel like you're you're actually something you're part of the democracy you know it's that's that sounds yeah sounds amazing sounds like a place that uh, everybody should should go and spend some time so it's interesting because you guys are on you know the polit the political piece and you know it's one of those things where you talk about guides right that's one thing you don't talk about right politics and, and religion to your with your clients i mean <laughs> how, how, how do you guys balance that with the political thing right because i mean you've got you got, uh, you know, this uh, Trump in the White House, right, who's <laughs> kind of out there. And then you got other people that are more liberal in their views. How, how do you guys balance that? Because I'm sure you've got people. I, well, I know Tom Sadler's more of a Republican, right? So you've got a mix. How do you guys balance that? How do you know what, what issues to, to tackle? Well, I think our guiding principle is, is there, is there something, um, is there something egregious happening to, say from an environmental standpoint is there something that's happening in the environment that is to the detriment of not only our natural resources but to our industry by extension right we we act in the best interest of the industry and the livelihoods of the you know 1400 members that we have and then everyone else who isn't necessarily a member but we try we act in the best interest of them and to that end we don't it's not a matter of of having to pick a political side as much as it is which which side of history do we want to come down on, right? We want to fight for our natural resources. We want to fight for their protection, for the restoration, the con- know, conservation. We want to make sure that our that our our fish and the places that we find them are kept healthy and for generations to come. So whether that's you know, fighting against Pebble Mine, or it's working very hard to offer um, policy recommendations to keep the Magnus and Stevens, that's our federal federal fisheries, marine fisheries, um, trying to keep the Magnus and Stevens Act strong. Um, or if it's, you know, the Clean Water Act, um, any number of things. We, we are, we're coming down on the side of, of, it's it's science, yes, and it's also what's in the best interest of our resources and our um, and our businesses. And then the same thing for like tax and trade. You know, we we came out to try to you know get the um, the this this trade war to get it ended. You know, and 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 where where we try to we try to influence as much as we can by sending letters to the hill and into different folks and you know the senate and in the house we are also again we're trying to connect our people with the best resources possible to um to be able to handle and and sort of change their business according to what is happening so even though we're fighting or we're working to try to minimize change or trying to get you know change it and or keep it at bay we still are offering our folks um the resources to be able to pivot and act accordingly can you talk about i mean what you're doing there and if that's any struggles you have kind of uh you know how you guys get your word out kind of more of the social media and all that stuff oh that's a great that's a great question i think there's 
the biggest hurdle is, I mean, we're as, as a, as a society, we are sort of hypersaturated with everything, right? News, entertainment, everything is important. Everything is fighting for your attention. Um, and it doesn't matter how really important or not. Right. Um, everybody is sort of vying for the same seven seconds of your attention. Um, so I think that's probably the biggest hurdle We're mm-hmm. everyone's inundated with emails. Everyone has got chock full feeds, um, on their social media. And, um, so for me, I, and this is something that I've been trying to work on and streamline. I've I'm started into my third year with AFTA and mm-hmm. what I'm trying to do more and more is not necessarily post a ton to just, right. just for the sake of staying, you know, in front of people. Um, what I'm trying to do is to give the best information possible when we get it. When something is important and I need our retailers or manufacturers or our guides, you know, to hear it, then that's when I'm, I'm really focused on putting things out when it's, you know, not that everything, you know, not that I was putting out irrelevant or we were putting out irrelevant before, but rather than, um, you know, like Sadler has always said, we don't have to be the first with news, we have to be the the best. Exactly. Um, so I've really taken that to heart, and um, but by the same token, you know, even when I put stuff out like that, it's still getting folks to read. Is that's a whole other story. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can communicate till the cows come home, but you know, if people are if if they just if they don't read. Um, or they don't engage with it, then, you know, there's only so much that you can do. Yeah. And it's not like you can go and, you know, say five, 10, 15 times, they're going to be just as, you know, they're going to tune out just as quickly. You know, you'll wind up losing more or another, another facet of the audience. Exactly. It, it's interesting. It, it is a, it's a good question. Because, and so you're the, you're the person, I mean, you do all the social media, you're pretty much, you're on that. That's your, that's part of your job. You got it. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, you made a couple of good points there. One is, you know, actually uh, next week on on my other podcast, um, we have uh, an Instagram expert coming on. And she, you know, she said she talks about how, just like you said, you don't have to post every day. In fact, that's that's uh, it makes it worse. Right. Because when you're posting every day, you know, if it's not it's diluting the content. Right. You, you'd rather. And she actually only posts once a month. Not not to say that's exactly the right way, you know, but I think I think you got to figure out what's right for you, right? And uh, yeah. so those are yeah, you know, those are all good questions. And and I think the other thing on that is that you know how do you get the word out there? I mean, I think some people try to you know be on YouTube and on kind of be everywhere, right? And that's also a little right. bit of a struggle. Um, yeah, so, yeah. It's easy to you know I I I wrote a blog. I started a blog in 2009 and it since has now gone the way of the Buffalo, but, um, it's, I would try to be on every, every possible channel just to get people to come and read and stuff like that. But even back then, the, the, you know, what I always 
tried to focus on was managing expectations. And even from an advertising standpoint, you know, in marketing, you know, clients are always, I've always had them, they're saying, oh, I want to be, you know, I want to be in front of people. Yeah. I want to be in front of people. I got to, you know, let's have a blog post or a social media post. You know, I want to be on every day or twice a week, whatever. And I'm, and I try to tell them, I said, Oh, that's, it's fantastic. And I think it's a great idea. I said, but where's your content coming from? What are you, what are you going to say two, three times? Exactly. You know, what sort of resource are you going to be? What's going to make you stand out? People are going to continue to, you know, to listen. So, um, that's great yeah. advice. That's great advice. And yeah, that's why I'm excited to, sh- to share um, some of the stuff I have coming because I think that's, you, you know, you're right on that. That's a great, a great point. You don't want to, you know, uh, dilute your stuff. So, so cool, Matt. Well, I think, um, you know, we've covered a few of the topics I wanted to hit on. Um, you know, there's a few things we probably won't get to here. Uh, I guess one thing before I forget about it, if people did want to join AFTA, is there, where would you, where would you send them? Uh, if you, anybody can, they can just go to AFTA.org. Um, again, we're a trade organization. So if you are a guide, uh, retailer, manufacturer, if you make, you know, you make your living or make a substantial part of your living in the fly fishing industry, um, then absolutely you can, you can join us. Um, and is it 30, to, and is it $35, $35 a year for guides? Yeah. For, for guides. And, what's, and then yeah, there's, there's different categories and different, different dues for, um, for other folks as well. So what are the other, what are the, can you just run through that real quick? What are the other folks and what are the other uh, categories? I, I, I wish I could, I'd put everybody to sleep. There's so there's a manu- bunch. Yeah. So manufacturers, there's a bunch of different tiers based on the size of your business. Uh, same with outfitters and lodges, same with travel, uh, travel companies. What if you were a, uh, what if you were a travel company and, um, you know, what, what sort of, what would they want to go for? Oh boy. Or, uh, or it depends, sort of depends on revenue. Oh, okay. That's what the different levels gotcha. are. Gotcha. It it's not different revenue. levels based on benefits. It's based on your revenue. That makes sense. That makes sense. So, okay, cool. I just want to touch on that. So, and what, what is your home, uh, water that you fish there and what, what species are you targeting? Oh, uh, well, the beautiful thing about New York, uh, in Western New York, I live in the Finger Lakes region. So we've got a lot of lakes. We've got a lot of rivers, the Lake Ontario or Great Lakes tributaries. We've got a lot of those. Um, so our diversity is pretty amazing. I mean, everything from, you know, you sight fish for carp. Um, there's musky pike, hmm. large and smallmouth bass. We get all the lake run browns, steelhead salmon. All right. Yeah. The smallmouth fishery in the, in the, um, the, the Lake Ontario tributaries is pretty special as well. Hmm. Um, but yeah, there's, uh, and then, you know, the lakes have got our rainbows, uh, browns, lake trout, regular lakers. Wow. You got it all. So what, what do you, so if you've, if you can only pick one species for, for the rest of the time, what, what are you going for? Oh man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know what? I'm going to have to go with the, the fish that I grew up chasing. And that would be a uh, largemouth bass topwater. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There's the, it, yeah, that I'll just, I'll just, I'll just keep it simple. There, there's yeah, exactly. a lot of other scenarios that I love, but largemouth bass with topwater is fantastic. That's cool. That's cool. And, uh, 
And so we talked a little bit, of, you know, on the COVID thing, any other, where would you direct a company if they wanted to dig more into, you know, any other resources to help them, um, you know, learn about, uh, you know, maybe how they can help their company? Sure. We actually created a resource page on our site. So again, if you go to AFTA.org, um, it should be AFTA.org forward slash COVID resources. Um, there is a, a link in our navigation on the homepage as well that says COVID resources. Um, so folks can go there and we are, we're, we're updating as much as, uh, as, as we learn new items, we're putting them up there uh, from the federal uh, level and then also the state level to uh, as much as we can. So. Okay. okay, perfect. And uh, and so, anything? What what are you expecting in the next six to twelve months? Anything new? Uh, I mean, what do you? How do you think this is all? If you had to hit, make a guess of it in six months, how are we going to be looking here? You know what i'd I'd like to think that we'll be we'll sort of be coming out of the fog. Um, I think, I, and I I I feel as though we will, but I think it's all going to be we're going to be in a rebuilding stage yeah. by then and i think it's all going to be predicated on how um how seriously people take that recovery right it's going to be based on yes the you know the the rules are going to be you know relaxed a little bit and things like that but you still have to take the steps and the measures seriously um otherwise we're just going to be right back you know in the same place we were before. Exactly. Have you talked to companies that have, have gone, you know, out of business bankrupt because of this already or in, at that point? Uh, I, I haven't necessarily, I've, I've talked to a couple of retailers who have said that they, they know that they're not going to make it out the other side of this. Um, and I've talked to, you know, there's a lot of fly shops and folks that have had to, they just have had to close their doors and, but there, there's a lot of folks that are they're turning to their online sales. Um, you know, they're adjusting to doing video content, having live tying nights, um, different things along that line. And then, you know, again, there's fly shops that, you know, their online sales might have been five percent of their revenue, and now it's a hundred percent of their revenue. Yeah, uh, only because their store is closed. So I think there's going to be I think the other thing we're going to see is just a shift in business, um, how people handle themselves in business, how they diversify, um, and how much attention they pay to what may have been a very small source of revenue, how they can better cater um, to stay in touch with their their uh, their customers, um, even on a even on a remote standpoint. So. Yeah. And those who, those who don't are going to, they're going to learn, you know, and it's all the, those, those that are, those that are serious about it and those that are, are willing to change are going to be the ones that, you know, they're going to continue to flourish. So, yep. um, but yeah, I, and, and coming out of this, you know, if I could give any advice to anybody out there, it would be make sure you check in with your local shops and guides. You know, if you can book a trip, and it's down the road. If you can make sure you buy some stuff online, if you can, um, mm -hmm. you know, just buy, buy just a trip in advance for somebody. Yeah. A lot of it is just, I mean, honestly, it's letting, it's letting these folks know that, that you are thinking about them. You know, that's a big deal too. Mm -hmm. um, 
we've been we've been calling through our our retailer list and our manufacturer list and stuff and just you know just trying to you know see how they're doing what are they seeing on the on the ground there how are they holding up in general even from a human standpoint you know um you know a lot of the a lot of stuff with businesses it it's it's a lot of the same for everybody across the board but but just asking people how they're doing is you know it means it means a lot to folks to know that there's others that are thinking of them yep. and that they're not in it alone so yeah um, so yeah that a little bit of a little bit of humanity and and just taking taking some time to connect it goes a long way exactly cool well i'll i'll leave it at that and uh and uh and put a link in the show notes at uh org, and they can uh people can sign up and support you guys and support the fly fishing industry right you got it you got it all right matt well hey uh, thanks for uh, coming on and shedding some light on on what we have going it's obviously unprecedented we've never been at this place before so i'm sure we're going to learn a lot and and like you said i think we'll be in a different place and it seems like uh, I always try to take the positives out of it, and I think there will be some positives. So we'll, we'll look for the the silver lining, right, as we go through yeah, this. Exactly. All right, exactly. Matt. Hey, I'll, I'll talk to you soon. You got it. Thank you. So there you go. A quick reminder a, uh, about the new podcast, OutdoorsOnline.co, a marketing podcast that helps you grow your online brand. I'm interviewing some of the biggest internet marketers who are doing uh, doing it the right way and are teaching some good stuff. So every week I have a new uh, new episode coming out on Wednesday. So uh, if you're getting this today, uh, on when this comes out on Tuesday, stay tuned tomorrow uh, for the new episode. That's outdoorsonline.co. And it uh, gr- uh, would be really great if you could click subscribe and uh, possibly share the show if you get a chance. Hey, just want to say thanks again for stopping by today to check out the show. I'm looking forward to catching up this soon. I hope to maybe see you uh, online or on the river. And definitely on the river. Hopefully uh, hopefully COVID is, is continuing to calm down and we and you are on the river right now. And uh, I'm heading out there right now. So uh, I'll see you there. Thanks for listening to the Wet Fly Swing Fly Fishing Show. For notes and links from this episode, visit wetflyswing.com. And if you found this episode helpful, please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes.